You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Today on Real Ghost Stories Online, if you're looking for a good deal on a house, rent the haunted one. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. Do you have a real ghost story you want to share it with us? Call it in. It's 855-853-4802. Write in those stories, realghoststoriesonline.com. You could become a premium subscriber. You get advanced episodes, access to the archive, and no commercials. You can sign up today on Apple Podcasts. Try it three days free. You can sign up on patreon.com slash realghoststories or at ghostpodcast.com. I'm Carol Hughes. Kathy Gordon's here today. You know, I think either uh, renting or buying, you know, when you find that house that's a really good deal and it's like... (laughs) What? This beautiful farmhouse that sits on two acres and it's three bedrooms, two baths, and only $600 a month? Okay. There's a reason. This begs the question, okay? If you suspected or knew that a house was haunted, but dang, it was a good deal, would you still go for it? Is this a rhetorical question or am I answering it? You're answering this question. I would just still go for the house. Like, let's say you could get it for $400 a month and it's just really great shape, beautiful, right where you want to be, you know, like everything's perfect, but you know, it's haunted. Nope. Can't do it. Okay. I can't. Could you? Um, how haunted? (laughs) (laughs) It's haunted. It's like. Shit's like, walking like around at night. Bit, like, you hear moaning, like, like ooh, and voices, yeah. and <laughs> well, like you know, like a, a little thing happened now and then. Like I live with anyway, I could maybe deal with that. Um, but all out haunted, lots of haunting. I don't think I'd want to live that way. I I know me, and even if my problem would be. Okay, now that you told me it's 400 bucks a month and it's haunted, I can't live there because I sleep so lightly anyway that I would never, ever, ever, ever sleep because I would just be laying there because I moved into this non-haunted house and I didn't sleep for like three months because I'm like, what if something happens tonight? 
what if there's a ghost in this house? It's going to make itself known tonight. And I literally think about that stuff, which is crazy. I don't live in a haunted house. You do not live in a haunted house. I do not. And so if I knew there was hauntings there, I would never sleep. It would, it would be bad for my mental health. (laughs) Though, you know, where I live, things happen just now and then. Nothing horrible. Like, right. I, I have yet to, and knock on wood, wake up and see somebody at the foot of my bed or, you know, to me, that would be really scary or, you know, hearing somebody talking or something. I, I would, that would be scary stuff, but you know, like I said, I have seen somebody in my house a couple of times. I've, you know, had some things happen and it hasn't been that bad, but <laughs> I don't know. If it, if it was a, a super haunting, I'm not sure I could do it. I can't even go a little bit of like okay. apparitions. Right. That's enough so for me. You're out altogether. I'm I'm going to go. When he says it's, I'm like, okay, so like how haunted? Like, tell me, like, like just a little bit, like how much haunted? But if the house is a really good deal and it was 400 bucks for the perfect house in the perfect neighborhood and everything, it's got to be pretty haunted because for just a little <laughs> bit of haunted, somebody else would have snatched that up. There's yeah, a there reason it's empty. Oh, yeah. Hell, dude, I'll do so, a little haunted. You it's know. like there's a reason they're practically paying like, you Like, is it Amityville it? Horror scary, right? Like, is it like that? Is it the Stanley Hotel scary? Like, what are we talking about here? I just so. think the price of it would tell you. Okay. 400 bucks a month, that's pretty scary. 800 okay. bucks a month, that's a good deal. Somebody's possessed but. and they kill their parents. <laughs> yeah. That's what happens in the $400 a month. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> $800 a month, it's a little, you it's see. It's more like what you've got. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, that's about what you pay anyway. So there you go. Okay, so here's the story. It says, back when I was maybe 10 years old, my mom moved into yet another house. We moved what seemed like once a year at that point, but my mother was raising the three of us by herself. And looking back, I understand that she was always trying to get us somewhere better and safer. She ended up leasing a house in a rather nice neighborhood, snobby, if you will. But there were a lot of kids, so I wasn't worried. But then we moved in. I have always been sensitive to otherworldly things, so right off the bat, I felt weird. Not negative necessarily, but not positive either. I was never one to be afraid of the dark, but in this house, if I was turning the light off at bedtime, I would psych myself up at the switch like it was a race, and I would run to my bed and stay under the covers. It always felt like there was someone in the doorway, even though I couldn't see anything. There was a large basement in this house, fully furnished too, but none of us would set foot down there. See, that's a lot of haunted when you're getting that kind of feeling. Yeah. It was fairly bright since it was open concept, but you would have to throw us down the stairs to make us go. We were terrified. One of the few days we played down there, we saw an opaque white shadow of of a person walk in front of the fireplace and then disappear. The house is from the 70s, but for some bizarre reason, the door to the laundry room in that basement was like an old, old, old shack or barn door. Now, 
That's kind of a thing these days. People like those barn doors in the house, but my guess is that wasn't a thing then. Well, my guess is it wasn't like it was like just off of an old shed or something. Because it said it looked like something you would find at an antique market now from the 1800s. Okay. Anyway, my mom, who feared nothing, refused to go down into that basement unless it was to do laundry. And even then, she said that she saw the door close when she was alone in the house. The way the door sat... Oh, that just really gets me, a door closing like that. Yeah, and listen to this. So the way the door was, it dragged on the carpet. So to open or close it, you had to physically make that happen. It couldn't have closed with a breeze. She didn't Mm. tell us that until years later. There would be days that I would be home after school alone, and I would often do homework in the dining room. My bedroom was at the end of the hall across from my mom's, but I always felt weird down there, so I avoided being in there apart from bedtime. I remember I would be doing homework and I would hear loud footsteps coming down the hall from my room to the dining room and holding my breath, thinking it was an intruder. I would peek around the corner and, of course, there was nothing there. This happened multiple times a week and eventually I just started playing my mom's stereo to drown out what I was hearing. The scariest Mm -hmm. thing that happened to me there, I still remember 25 years later. My mom and siblings were going out for a bit, and I was staying home to have a bath. There are two doors to the bathroom, too, for some weird reason. One is in the hallway where the bedrooms are, and the other opened next to the front door. Weird, but that becomes important. Anyways, I'm just washing up when I hear what sounds like someone collapse on the other side of the wall, which is my mom's room. Like, it's fucking loud. It wasn't the house settling. It was some, someone big falling onto the hardwood floors. I went numb. I thought maybe someone had broken in. I know the hallway bathroom door is locked, but now I have to silently get out to make sure that the other stupid door is locked. But I don't hear any footsteps anywhere. I'm not even breathing. I was trying to listen. I silently wait, freezing until my mom gets home in what seems like hours. I told her what happened, but she shrugged it off, said something must have fallen down. Bull. My brother would sleepwalk like crazy in that house, too, and he would go down into the basement during his sleepwalking episodes. He has no memories, but he did talk a lot of nonsense during these episodes. Now, that doesn't mean that's paranormal. Sleepwalking can just be that. It can, yeah. We moved, out in, we moved out at the end of the school year, and I don't think any of us were sad to see that place go. The street view of the house, and he gave the address, but I'm not going to share it, is virtually the same as it was all those years ago, except the wood portion of the front was painted a medium brown color, and we had a swing in the huge tree. Years later, like when I was maybe 30, my mom told me that right before we moved in, the previous owner tenant had died in her bedroom. Well, that certainly explains a lot. That's why we got the house for such a good deal. It was a death house. I think what I heard while in the bath was him collapsing. It had been a heart attack, according to my mom, and essentially dying. Perhaps that day was the anniversary or something. I'll never know. I've been in multiple haunted houses since, but I've never been as creeped out as I was living in that house. Been in multiple haunted houses ever since, but I'm never, I've never been as creeped out as I was living in this house, Jen. That is just creepy. 
You know, that really, that entire story reminded me of us living in a haunted house at that age. Mm -hmm. It just felt those same feelings. And I can see some trauma still there. Like she said, 25 years later. Yeah. You know, she's still, you know, gets that creepy feeling when she thinks of those things. And it it is. It's weird. It doesn't leave you. It still hangs on you. Mm-hmm. You know, all those years later, I, I totally get it. That was, you know, that was the $400 rental right there. That is. That and- was. You know, just because someone dies in a house, you know, I don't know if anybody's died in mine. It's built in 1940, so it's an older house. But it doesn't mean that the house is going to be haunted necessarily. Yeah. Now it's creepy. Yes. So I could see if the mom knew someone had died there, that, but it's still a great deal. She's got kids looking for a better neighborhood, a safer neighborhood. I get why she would mm-hmm. move in. But like yeah. that whole deal in the bathtub, I, I'm kind of thinking that could have been what happened you know this collapse Mm -hmm. like sound like someone collapsed was it the person who had died you know maybe that's Mm -hmm. kind of a residual thing that walking from the hallway from the mom's room it just kind of sounds like that's what happened yeah and the basement there's no when when something when somebody falls and hits the floor like that that is a definite sound Right. I mean, your mind goes to somebody just fell on the floor. Yeah. There's a there's this weight that happens and this gravity that happens and that sound of a body, you know, weight hitting a floor. Nothing else sounds like that. And, you know, if that person owned the house and lived there for a long time, very connected to the home, mm-hmm. I could see, you know, they want to stick around. Mm-hmm. And that's what and Jen immediately thought somebody fell, mm-hmm. you know. So that is an unmistakable sound, I think. But, but oh, my gosh, I totally got it when she said, and now I've got to get up and go check the other door. My heart just uh. sank because I was like, and at some point you've got to get out of the bathtub. <laughs> but the interesting thing is that when we were kids, I would have never taken a bath by myself alone in that house. No, I would ever, never. ever, ever, ever. No, never, ever, ever. Absolutely you know, and not. And we moved out by Matter the time fact, I was I can't, 12, I'm not but... sure I ever took a bath for the five years or six that we lived there. I, I can't remember. <laughs> I cannot remember taking a bath. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to go with I hope you did. I think maybe I did. I just don't remember. <laughs> I do remember taking baths there. Okay, okay. Then I must have at some point. Yeah, so my guess is you did as well. Either that or you faked it pretty well for a number of years. Yeah. Well, here's our next story. Hey, this is Alistair from Dallas, Texas again. So I was just listening to a story about uh, Andy and the Cabbage Patch doll and made me think about something that happened with my dad. So my dad died a couple of days after Christmas in 03. And uh, we buried him in January of 04. A few months later, I believe it was in May, my mom decided she was going to use some of the insurance money to put in a, a heating system, in-wall heating system, into the two-story house that we grew up in. Now, mind you, this two-story house was built in 1907. So 
So, yeah, it already had its fair share of, of uh, shadow of people walking by. We could see them every once in a while. But the real story is that uh, my brother had hired this contractor, this, guy, this older guy and his uh, young apprentice to come in and uh, work on putting the system in. And he says, you know, let me take you inside. Uh, he was telling the younger guy, let me take you inside and I'll show you where I need you to cut. And the younger guy did not. He stopped dead in the tracks because uh, our back door of the house was actually our front door. If you came in through the back door, you were practically family. Uh, if you came in through the front door, you were, you were somebody formal that we didn't know. So anyway, uh, the kid, the young apprentice, like stopped in his tracks, and my brother's telling me this. So the kid stopped in his tracks, like I'm not going in there. And uh, the old man that was with him said, "You know what? Never mind. I'll, I'll do it. You climb up on the ladder, and you handle it from the outside." So my brother took the old man upstairs and uh, told him which wall and where they wanted to put it, and on and on. And my brother says, "My kids and I are working on the yard." So if you need anything, just tell your guy, and I'll get it. I'll come down, and uh, I'll come back and check on you in a couple hours. A couple hours will go by, and my brother Rick goes upstairs, asks the old man, and says, hey, how's everything going? And the old man turns around and goes, why are you asking me that? And my brother goes, what? He goes, why are you asking me that? You've been watching me this entire time. And we would like to believe that it was my dad because my dad did not like my dad did not like strangers in the house. It was just him watching out for my mom. Anyway, thought you'd like that short story. Talk to you later. Bye. I do think that probably was his dad. I do too. I do. And I think I think it's twofold. I think it's such a guy thing to be. I'm going to be in charge of what's going on in the house, making sure it's done right. Kind of still looking out for the house, feeling like he needs to take care of everything. Kind of reminds me of my neighbor, David. Like, he's one of those guys who, like, I had that tree fell down in my backyard and David's watching him work, you know, because they're dragging parts of the tree out, loaded it up. And that's like television for David. Like, he can sit there and watch that kind of stuff. He loves it. But he anytime does. anything's happening in the neighborhood, like, he likes to get out there and check it out. He's not doing too well right now, but he likes to get out there and he knows everybody and everything. And he just likes to be part of it. And, you know, yeah. so in his own house, this guy would want to, Make sure the guy's doing the job right. That's what I think, too. You know, and I, and maybe he didn't like people being in the house, but I have more of a feeling that he just wanted to make sure it was being done right, and I'm just going to watch you do it. And what was the one part in there about the the apprentice? Like, he must have got some bad vibes. He didn't want to go in at all. That's what I'm guessing, too. He didn't really go into it uh -uh. to say why he felt that way, but he's like, I'm not going in. So, so he got some bad vibes right off the bat. Yeah. 1907 house. Yeah, that, that'd be, that, and actually that'd be quite a job. He said it was a two-story 1907, right? Yeah, I think so. To uh, do a heating in there, that Ooh. would be quite a, quite a job. That would I be would a multi-day project. <laughs> that would. That would <laughs> take a while, I, I would think. I would think so. That was yeah. days of entertainment for Ghost Dad.
I would think. <laughs> Ghost. <laughs> but I think that's who that was. I do too. That's exactly what I think. And I and think then he how was do just you, watching him. How do you break it to the guy who's working? He's like, you've been watching me this whole time. And the guy's like, do you say, no, I haven't? Or you just, just let him go think with you it? have. You know, sometimes it's easier just to go with it. I know. I just thought I'd pipe in to see if you needed something. <laughs> oh, well. Let me tell you who's really been watching you. Yeah. I'm leaving now. I am going out of the room. Well, if you have a real ghost story, share it with us. 855-853-4802 or write it in realghoststoriesonline.com. And remember, you can become a premium subscriber. No commercials, advanced episodes, access to the archive. Sign up today on Apple Podcasts. You could also sign up on patreon.com slash realghoststories or at ghostpodcast.com. For all of us here at Real Ghost Stories Online, thanks for listening.